to the late <laughs> That was a good start. Welcome to the Danger Gnome, my friends. Where we're tongue-tied and we have Tim and John. They are race directors for the Shorts Brewing Fat Bike Race Series. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, good to be here. So you guys are up in that uh, up in the uh, in the ring finger uh, or the pinky finger of the mitten of Michigan. <laughs> Do I have that right? If I'm looking at my left hand, I, yep. I have it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're looking at your left hand, if if you look at your right hand, we're underwater. Is 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 Michigan is Michigan right-handed or left-handed mitten? <laughs> it's left. It's All right. Left. Well, I got it right then. Uh, so you guys, uh, you guys are running this this race series, and I think that I might have raced in one of the very first shorts brewing fat bike races up in Gaylord. Uh, man, this had so to that, be like that was actually pre shorts brewing fat bike series, right um, before but, the series. But but shorts yeah. sponsored that race. It was the first time I had okay. ever had a short spear. Right uh, on. Yeah, was that one of the St. Fatty's Day rides? Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe so. And uh, I know that there was a regular race, and then there was a, a team race, and my buddy and I run, entered the team race, and there were only two teams, and yeah, we came in second. So total yeah. podium, uh, dead, <laughs> F and last. <laughs> we were totally triumphant in all ways. It was pretty good. And I remember that uh, Scott Quiring at one point, there was a bridge that we had to cross. And he rolled up behind me and pushed me across the bridge that passed me. <laughs> Out of my way. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just appreciated the boost. I was like, hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> can, can you keep... And you keep pushing. Yeah. yeah. What? Why are you stopping? <laughs> I wasn't at that race, but how was the grooming? I heard it was just groomed with a snowmobile. Um, that man. It, my recall is that it was very spotty snow. Um, that there were grass sections. They rode yeah. us through. I remember riding through a bunch of uh, of the sand traps on out on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy! Yeah, it's and I remember that I remember there was live music at the, at the at the award show, and it was kind of in a little restaurant area. It was nice, and the shorts, uh, the short spear was flowing freely, so good times were had. But uh, yeah. so the, the this is a five race series that starts in January ends in February. So why don't we start out with the fat and flurious, which is what this year brought me to uh, brought the series to my attention. And uh, is and that race is 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 at what facility? Um, that's at uh, Avalanche Mountain um, in Boyne City. In Boyne City, and that uh, you know it. it um, Kind of been uh, adopted this year by Tamba, which is kind of our partner um, advocacy organization up up in the tip of the mitt, mm-hmm. and so that's one of their trails that they groom up there. So that's going to you know entirely benefit them, which is which is a good thing. Um, 
you know, that was kind of started with that goal and now they're, they're taking over it. So, so one um, thing I, I, I noticed about this race is the website clearly states not for beginners. This is, this is a, a, a more difficult course, which I think is, it, it really, because I do a lot of, uh, stories about races and I've been to a bunch of races, uh, like most of the races in Wisconsin, not all, but a lot of them are really much more festival oriented. They are they are mountain biking light. They are made for made for beginners. Um, oh. So it's kind of good that that you know up front what you're getting into as a as a person that that signs up for a race, right? So I would say yes. I agree with you. There's a couple races in the series. Uh, including Fenton Flurries, the other one being uh, Dogman that probably shouldn't be billed as beginner races. Uh, Fenton Flurries, the reason is because there's a lot of climbing. So um, you start in downtown Boyne City. I, I raced this one in 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you climb a lot. Uh, it's called Avalanche Mountain, and it really is. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a cool place to bike all year round, beautiful views. Um, but there's a really big climb kind of towards the beginning of this race um, that would have, you know, a lot of beginners, if not some more advanced riders uh, off their bike at spot. Mm, uh, cool. Yeah, there's, there's 1,100 feet of climbing in, the, you know, or 550 per lap with a grade of up to 22%. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's a, you know, we're even a even an expert rider is going to be struggling on a 22 percent grade yeah you know if you've ridden you know that it's all dependent on the condition so you know so if if they get a heavy snowfall uh the night before like they did a couple years ago when i raced it and conditions are soft uh, that just increases the challenge but that can be said about any of the races in their series really yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, Mother Nature plays a serious role in fat bike racing. And that's on January 15th of the, after the new year, in 22. And, yeah, we're uh, getting excited, too. Yep, coming right up. That's the first race in the series. And uh, Boyne City up there, just, just it's north of Traverse City, right? Um, it is. Home of Boyne Mountain, the ski area. And one of the things that, that I, I love this, the Traverse City area um, there's great restaurants. It's, it's, it's an area that seems to be, uh, seems to be set up for tourism that it's such a beautiful area. I, I've most of the time that I've gone there either for winter for skiing, but I also went there for the Iceman and it's just so beautiful that time of year, the fall colors and, and the sleet. <laughs> <laughs> it, we, it is, yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. There's lots of places to stay, lots of places to recreate, and uh, partake in good food and beverage too. Yeah, indeed. So, though, so the next race is just the uh, just two weeks after that on the 29th of January, and that is Fat Chance. Where's that house? The words is that one held. Fat Chance is at Crystal Mountain Ski Resort in Thompsonville, so that's south of us in Trenton in Traverse City, um, probably about 45 minutes south of Traverse. It, uh, that race course is new this year. It's still going to be about a two-mile lap. Um, the big deal about the change in the course this year uh, is that it's just about, the whole course is just about visible 
uh, from the center of the course. So you have uh-huh. a pretty much 360 degree view of the whole race course, which uh, Chris out there at Crystal Mountain is really excited about. Yeah, for spectators and uh, yeah, great family members. Right. Really good. Exactly. Yeah, nice. over that race used to be um, our opener in the beginning of January. You know, they struggled with snow conditions, and Chris has been a super hard worker out there in making, you know, working on the course, making it a course that they can reliably have good groomed snow and stuff. So he's done a lot to improve it over the years, and it's really become kind of a you know one of the the anchor races i think of the series so yeah that race has a smaller lap like i said which is uh it's fun because it's a sprint uh there's not a lot of climbing there's a a short maybe quarter to half mile section of single track that goes through the woods but other than that it's it's wide open groomed like for cross-country skiing so an eight mile or excuse me eight foot wide um course uh lots of passing I've always yeah. thought the uh, that the loppet format, so the, the uh, races where they run a cross country ski race on the course, and then race fat bikes on it, is 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 a good way to ensure that you're going to have firm conditions, right? Because all those skiers just pack it all down. Yeah. They do a lot of those over in in uh, in mini in Minnesota, um, okay. And John is a is a trail groomer, um, so we're in, after we talk about the series, we're going to talk a little bit about grooming. So we probably should put that off until the end here. Yeah, so we can do that. <laughs> uh, one one thing I'd like to say about the Fat Chance races, they always host the pre ride the weekend before, so that happens to fall this year on a non race. Oh, cool. Non-series race weekend. It's Sunday, January 3rd. You can find more information on Crystal Mountain's website. But that pre-ride's always fun because they ride from Ironfish Distillery, who's one of their race sponsors, mm-hmm. um, a couple miles away from the resort. They start at the distillery, ride to the course, and then back out for a little after party. And I've participated in that several times. It's a lot of fun. Nice. And the next race is the North American Vasa. Yeah, um... That race has been going on quite a while, and again, kind of another one of the anchors. Uh, um, I'm the race director for that race um, the last three years, for just the fat bike race this year, but um, for three years prior to that, I was the race director of the whole event, cross-country skiing and everything and snowshoeing, but kind of trying to back down, focus on other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of commitment. Um, so... You know, that's, uh, that's kind of an established course we have there. Um, no changes this year from what we did two years ago. Last year, we kind of had a virtual event, which was more of a scavenger hunt in the woods. Um, sure. Yeah, a lot of people with, had to find new ways to to work around the pandemic issues, for sure. Try to keep folks engaged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, we're actually, yeah, with the way the ski races is running and the changes at the event venue where we're having to run the, the course, you know, two races in a row, same direction, but it's a, it's a solid course. You know, we have a team of 14 groomers that just pounds the hell out of that thing. And, um, we have accumulated a ton of equipment to, to make sure that I, I like to believe we have the best groom trail. <laughs> and 
anywhere? <laughs> well, I was going to say Michigan, I think, is is way ahead of of everybody else on on Groom Trail. Um, we're all catching up to you guys. Well, we, I mean, I think we put a lot of effort in it, and there's a, I think there's a little bit of a positive competitiveness mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, trying to, trying to always, you know, figure out ways to do it a little better and get the edge. There's also <laughs> good collaboration though too, which yeah. is fun. Yeah, yeah, fun to visit other trails and see how they groom and what kind of equipment they use and and have some snow science discussions. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i like i like that i think that that should be a podcast on its own snow science discussion yeah yeah um that back to the boss though um you know we have uh some unique grooming equipment that allows us if we get enough snow to have that course be burned around the entire course oh wow Cool. Yeah. So, um, other than on the two tracks, you don't get that. But when you're on the single track, you know it's it's firm and fun, and um, even even on the single track, it's it's kind of we widen it up enough for the race that you can, you know, if you're polite, you can get around people. So killer. The, and the Vasa trails are so famous that I've been to. I can, I can think of it at least one other trail that has a trail called the Vasa trails. <laughs> <laughs> named oh. after uh those trails so and super yeah, picturesque yeah it's, it's beautiful out there you know dense woods Un- unfortunately you know sometimes the dense woods get chopped down but <laughs> <laughs> um, so i'm gonna uh the, the one thing i'd like to add to the boss is the after party there does have a beer from shorts which i appreciate being a, a short employee Nice. As well as the race series director. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shorts has sponsored that race for, I don't know, the last, at least the last 10 years. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of an integral part of the race. <laughs> the after party. Good, good race. Good after party. Great grooming. So is Shorts um, ever, uh, ever brewed a special fat bike brew for, uh, for the series or for, for the wintertime? We haven't. No, we haven't. We've uh, we've always been able to choose uh, from our our vast library of uh, beer releases well, something that fits right in. But well, maybe yeah, I mean, maybe in your spare time you need to make like <laughs> Gomez Golden Ale, a, Bel- <laughs> a Belgian Golden Ale, nine percent liquor. <laughs> All right, taste perfect. I'm, I'm taking notes. You can't see it. I'm taking taste. Taste like light beer. But it kicks like IPA. As all, you know, as all as a good Belgian golden should. All right. Well, and the next race, this is race number four, takes us uh, only one weekend past the Vasa, which is we should mention the Vasa is on February twelfth. On February nineteenth, you have the Dogman Challenge in beautiful Charlevoix. Where they yeah. where, where they line the streets with petunias every summer. Summer. Well, well, we have to ask you, Gomez. Do what? you know the legend of the dog? Dude, we have a we have a dogman legend right here on my, my kind of well, almost my home trail. I kind of live between two trails, but here at Kettle, we have something called the Kettle Dogman, which is like a, a like a semi werewolf kind of character. What's your dogman? What's your dogman do? 
Well, the same kind of character, but yeah, kind of half human, yeah, half half wolf dog thing, and uh, you know, roams around in the woods. And, I don't think you can really tell the story unless you're sitting around a campfire with beers. So, <laughs> <laughs> if your listeners check it out on YouTube, I'm sure they can find some Michigan dog man stories. Yeah, it's a, it's you know, it's one of those uh, scary old legends to scare your kids around a campfire. And this this dog man race. Uh, is actually called Dogman Challenge, and it uh, the times I've been up, I haven't raced this one, but I've been up to uh, participate in other ways um, as a sponsor. Uh, there's generally short beer after this race too. Um, this is a challenge, so this course is just groomed with snowshoes and a snowmobile. Uh, and last last year, I think that yeah, they helped the race last year during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there they got a bunch of snow the night before so there was about a foot of new snow and it got beat down a little bit but it was a super challenging course it was super fun to spectate because of that there were a lot of people <laughs> falling off their bikes and, yeah. and then uh you know more experienced racers getting around them without having to get off their bikes most of the places um it's another short lap race mm-hmm. uh but it goes through the woods and um so, so as a spectator i moved kind of moved from place to place and found one this one little punchy downhill where uh, it turned to ice about halfway through the race and people were just kind of learning how to slide down it in a tripod um, yeah. people were going down and running into trees but it was a heck of a fun race to watch um and and they do great awards at that race this race is known for how much swag he gives away to pretty much everybody who registers and he does cash prizes. He does so cash prizes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because cool. yeah, you know both men and women. And this is at the little uh, the community ski hill in Charlevoix called Mount McSaba. Yep, and like you said, that one is uh, February nineteenth. Yeah, and that's uh, I did that a couple of years ago, and it's, um, I'm kind of an endurance guy, so I like the longer stuff, like uh, you know, like Avalanche is a two lap race, and mm-hmm. so is Vasa, you know, so they're larger laps and and stuff, but. I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go do this, but I don't know that I'll like it. I, I got to say, I had, I had had a hoot doing that race. I had so much fun that, and you get your, you get to ride out on the beach there too. So oh, you're like, cool. So our Lake Michigan and stuff, it's, it's really kind of a, a really unique venue um, to, to race at. So, Nice. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. We, there's a race up here uh, called Shell Track that, takes you out on the beach as well as some primary dune riding into a big uh, mature forest. And uh, we have a bunch of little lap races here that uh, that also have the team aspect to it. Like a, it's kind of like a 24-hour uh, format, okay. that type of team, but it's just for three hours. So... Uh, so the short laps, you know, you want a twenty-minute or less lap so that everybody gets gets a chance to uh, to keep up the uh, to keep warm. Basically, <laughs> you don't want to cool off too much, right? So three-person right. teams, um, but that's kind of unique to Wisconsin, and that's one of the things where Wisconsin racing. I mean, it's really about fun. Whereas I always, I always, always impressed with the level of athletic uh, folks that live up in that Traverse City area, kind of the same way over in Green Bay in Wisconsin. seems like that there's a high level of competition in that area. Yeah, we have a lot of elite athletes 
They yeah, really do. Yeah, there's you know there's some guys that are Ironmans that are out racing the series and you know racing locally in the summer and stuff, and it's it's fun. It ups the competition a little bit. It's, yeah, frankly, it engages more people that are interested in the competition. But it it's still, we still have room for the beginners. Right on. And then uh, the the last race, which is the next weekend, it's February twenty sixth. I love this name, Humalupalicious. Humalupalicious. We just changed the lupa in Humalupalicious to L O O P A, like because it's a loop, a, a lap race again. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, you you, po- you pointed out there were a couple weeks in between the first couple races to get people's legs warmed up, and then we just decided we want to get this series done before March this year because we always tend to have a freeze thaw the beginning of March, and we've struggled with ice on the course in the beginning of March at this race. Mm-hmm. Um, so we backed it up into into February to try and get the whole series in January and February. We have the best chance to have good snow. Yeah, February um, is, is the most reliable month for sure. But you guys are in one of those areas where if the wind's blowing from the west, it's snowing where you guys are. You know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. As long as the lake's not frozen, which hasn't happened a lot lately. Um, the the Huma course is uh, the the long race is about five to five and a half mile lap, um, and then the short race shares some of the long course. But we expect that course this year to be two to three miles. Um, we should talk a little bit about that. Our, our series is uh, it's a it's a point series with mm-hmm. cash prizes to the the series top three places, men's and women's and masters and open. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just score the long races. So each of these five races have a kind of a beginner race, um, which are normally a 45 minute last time race. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then the 90 minute Dogman's actually two hours. Um, another part of that challenge name. Um, the long race is what we then score for series points. Yeah. And that makes sense. You know, the, the folks that want to race just for fun can go out and do the shorter races, and the yeah. folks that want to compete and get series points, they got to step up and uh, toe the line against the fast people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we hope that people can dip dip their toes in the fat bike racing world with the short race, and hopefully, if they enjoy it, they'll step up to the longer race the following year. So, all you sandbaggers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of those Good. short races. Well, 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 we we actually, you know, have, uh, you know, especially with Huma, we because Tim and I designed that course and it's on our groom trails. We we kind of have a way to uh, penalize the people who are sandbagging by, you know, ma- making sure they're going to get caught in a lot of traffic. So. Ah. <laughs> I thought you had like strategically placed snow snow blowers or something like <laughs> to blow a blow a big wad of snow in their in their helmets. Right. You know, and, and you know, there's been known to be yetis out on the trail throwing snowballs at people and stuff too. So yeah, it yes, happens. Indeed. Yeah. You got to watch out for uh, for Sam Squanch and uh, and the and the snowballs. So you, let's usually usually the yeti shows up at. Uh, it's a boss race. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a trail called Yeti's Revenge, mm-hmm. and uh, the Yeti usually hangs out there. And he, he's usually like he has an 
uh, a little bit of a drinking problem that day. <laughs> <laughs> Yet he gets a swerve on on race yep, day. Yep, he does. <laughs> he's, he's throwing curveballs at people. <laughs> nice. So, so then, uh, Puma, let's Puma talk. being the final race, uh-huh. uh, Gomez, we we do uh, sponsor awards for the race winners at that one, and then right afterwards we tabulate the um, the points standings for the whole series and give out uh, cash and sponsor awards for the series winners too, right after Huma. And also there will be short beer uh, flowing at that race at Timber Ridge on February awesome. 26th. So where is Shorts Brewing? Where Where's the actual brewery at? Is it in Traverse City? Nope. Um, so the brewery started in 2004 out in Bel Air in Antrim County. Uh, and then 2009, they opened a production brewery in Elk Rapids, just north of Traverse City. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And we have a tap room there now, too. Yeah. And I that tap room is kind of cool but, because it's, uh, it's the pole barn and it's... Uh, it's kind of, you know, in the summer it's open air and, uh, there's like sandbox for kids. So it's real family friendly and, um, just kind of a really cool atmosphere there. And again, you know, the shorts and Bel Air does too. And they have a ton of good food there to go along with the excellent beverages. So cool. I had heard of elk rabbits before because, uh, Chet Bearclaw, I had been talking to him about Bearclaw bikes and yeah, they yep. moved up there. Before he went to the secret UP, uh, uh, whatever's up there, they've got a highway up there too. We've heard. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think they've I think they've fenced off about twenty one thousand acres, and that's the he's he's caged up there somewhere with just a <laughs> with just a tomac and 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 a hundred hundred MREs buried in uh, secret caches. <laughs> So uh, someday we'll get Chet on the show. He's very shy about having his his voice recorded, but uh, if, you, if you can afford him, well, <laughs> dude, we you know we just offer liquor, oh. <laughs> liquor and Marlboro. <laughs> Maybe that's why we haven't had him is because we haven't we haven't offered up the the you know a card and a Reds that'll set you back. 25, I don't know, it's a bunch of money. So uh, we'll have to save up for that. But uh, while I have you guys on the phone, let's talk grooming a little bit and uh, talk about what uh, what you guys use and, uh, and uh, what the particulars are of when you use it. Sure. So John leads the program for NIMBA. That's the Northern Michigan Mountain Bike Association, which started as more more so based out of Traverse City. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let him talk about the equipment. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, this is our eighth year grooming here. And, you know, we've experimented, accumulated all kinds of equipment. Um, started with nothing but a... Uh, uh, Oh, ice fishing sled with a bunch of weight in the back. Okay. Um, when we when we initially started and uh, behind a Scandic and quickly brought a, you guys are probably familiar out there with the Carruthers roller. Sure. Yeah, I've I've actually so, groomed both both of those both of those pieces behind <laughs> behind, behind a so Scandic. The Carruthers so. roller is like 
hallelujah after having the uh, ice, you know, the ice fishing sled chase behind you and crash into the back of the snowmobile. So, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so it kind of started there. Then um, we had one of the guys who loved uh, loved biking and fat biking um, actually owned an automotive company in Grayling um, mm-hmm. Airway Automation. And they, um, and during their downtime, when they're doing uh, changeovers, they built us a, you know, custom-sized compaction drag. So kind of like a big cross-country ski compaction drag, but this one's 30 inches wide and about six feet long and is actually starting to get pretty big for the things we're grooming. So we're, we ne- we never stop. So we're going to have some new toys coming out in the next year or two. Um, cool. Kind of custom designed for us. And then we, so that's, that's been a big primary tool there. You know, it allows you to have teeth you can put down and just chew into things, level stuff out. And then, you know, after that kind of, uh, you know, I had been Gordon out at Timber Ridge, um, is where both where the Vasa and, uh, um, Lupalicious are stationed out of. And he, he, it's a campground, uh, an RV resort. So he gives us a cabin and that we groom out of there every year, just out of the kindness of his heart. Mm-hmm. So we have a heated cabin for the groomers, which, um, shorts also sponsors the grooming. So the, the cabin is, you know, snack with, stocked with beer for after, after our groomers groom, they can have a beer and snacks and all kinds of stuff. Um, nice. But so, so that's our, our grooming station, but he was kind of like taking notes on a napkin one day when I was telling him what I wanted in a groomer. And there was a guy up in Harbor Springs who just recently sold his company. It's uh, snowgroomers.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sent it, to, sent it to him. And so, the, the uh, snow blaster was kind of a combination of his ideas and some of the ideas that I had given Gordon and he passed on to, uh, to Rick up there. And, uh, and so that, that has become a primary tool too. Um, every one of our trails has one of those except for Northport. Mm, cool. Um, and you have enough plow. snow. That's a, that's a, that's a drag that has a big plow that you can raise up and down so you can m- move snow off of the trail, not just compact right. all the snow. Right, right, exactly. And that that's also one of the things that helps push it to the sides and, and uh, you know, gives us, once we get into full season um, grooming, is that because that starts to push snow out to the edges, we end up having a firm base all the way to the edge. And then, you know, we come through with our equipment that has these uh, giant flaps on it mm-hmm. that, that's corduroy up the side and creates these these hard berms. <laughs> you get the right conditions here, man. You can rail into the corner. So, um, Gomez, I helped start the grooming with John's help out at Glacial Hills, which is a trail in Bel Air. It's about a mile and a half away from Short's original pub in Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the board at Glacial Hills for, well, I still am, but probably starting in 2015, we started grooming that winter with a Rokon and the roller. Then we ended up with a snow blaster out there. Um, I think 2017, we had some of the best conditions out there using that uh, snow blaster with the berm flats and 
we just had some pretty amazing conditions with the, the snow just right and those berms that John was talking about where they're corduroy up the edges of the berms. And I mean, if, if you haven't, if you haven't ridden fat bike on groomed, like pristinely groomed trail, man, you're messing out. Or you yeah. really are. It can be literally better than, than dirt, you know, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. and people yeah, won't that's... believe it, but better traction, it's smoother. It's, it seems faster <laughs> and yeah, you get that. Um, I like to say slot car track, you know, but it's, it's 30 inch wide yeah. slot that that's you're, that's or cool. maybe bobsled track is probably a better yeah. description yeah. of it. Um, Ron, bobsled track, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that, that you're not using any of the, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say snow dog, but, but they stand behind uh, right. tracked, <laughs> tracked shopping cart type of thing. Well, well, you know, we, we, um, we started out with a standing mm-hmm. and also a, uh, a bear cat and, you know, quickly learned that those, you know, those are thousand pound sweats and they, Putting them through the single track is a big struggle. It's, it's hard to keep them moving fast enough. They don't overheat. And so a few years in, we we kind of started switching over. I bought our first Tundra, mm-hmm. and we didn't get the long track. We got a short track because we wanted the maneuverability. Sure. And the guys would no longer drive the Scandic unless they absolutely had to. Yeah, because if you've ever gotten a Scandic, Scandic stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah that's that's no fun yeah, digging got, that thing out and I've getting it a, out of there you know i've got a scandic stuck plenty of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's when you and just want to stop and you're like all right well i should just have a beer right here because i'm gonna be digging for a while <laughs> well and and i weigh about 135 pounds oh man so. <laughs> Yeah. So where the Scandic wants to go, it goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and yeah, the, I know how much body English you have to throw your weight all all up over the the ski to try and get it to turn, and you're praying that it doesn't go out of wherever it's been tracked before and get stuck. Right? It's like, please yep. turn, please yeah. turn, or down the hill. Yeah, or tumble down the hill. Yeah, yeah. There's that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so you're using so, a, a tracked, uh, one of those things then snow dog yeah, things. We, yeah. yeah, we have not well, used And we, so we have two Tundras in Traverse City and then every other one of the trails has one. Well, and the I'm cool just, thing about those is you can throw them in the back of a Subaru. You know, it's like they, they're much more easily transportable than. No, no, the, tund- no? the Tundra is still a, still a 700 pound sled. Oh, okay. Yeah. You do snowmobile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, we haven't used the track sled type of things that you're talking about. Gotcha. We've seen other stuff use them, and it, we've explored the the drawbacks and the, the positives, and we like what we use. I mean, our, you know, these have a ski stance of 39 inches, mm-hmm. um, and you you would be amazed what, what I put my groomers through. Um, they're all like, you want me to groom what? Do you know? <laughs> um, we 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 average. Um, if you put all our hours together in Traverse City, it would total up 
into a snowmobile and drag running for 11 days nonstop. So, so that's, you know, um, we have right around 20 miles of groomed trails in Traverse city. And there was a plan to, to add about 15 more this year. But unfortunately there was an issue with the, with the property, some land use and, stuff. I, yeah, some land use stuff that we're we're navigating through to, to get to there, and then we also have another another trailhead that we want to connect to. So when it when it's all done, we'll be somewhere in the forty mile range. That's awesome. Yeah, that's but great. we sh- we should mention too that all of the Nimba trails are groomed by volunteers. So so going from twenty to thirty five miles adds a lot of volunteer hours. We already get a lot out of our dedicated group of volunteers. Yeah, so for all four trails, we have, I think, uh, 34 groomers now, roughly, somewhere in there. And about 50 miles of trail. Yeah, and over 50, yeah, over 50 miles of trail groomers all combined. So Cool. It's a beautiful area. So um, whether you race or whether you just want to go and ride groom trail, it's a great destination to hit. Um, and and you know one of the unique things of our our program too is um, we sell grooming badges to support it. And you know, fifty dollars we send you a badge that you hang off the seat of your bike, and you get uh, emailed grooming reports. Oh, very um, cool! Every day, so you have first word on on what the trail conditions are. Well, there's a and, there's and, there's a great idea that would transfer to other other trail systems that yeah yeah i would i would strongly encourage people um we started out at a hundred dollars and then you know kind of backed down the traverse city trails and we Mm -hmm. were charging separate for the other trails and and it was interesting because i had a hard time doing this (laughs) but we we eventually dropped down to fifty dollars for all four trails Mm -hmm. and you know the support has exploded from about 160 to 180 badges we sell a year to we're ordering 500 badges now. Nice. Well, that was a smart move then. It was just like a price price point where people could justify it in their head or whatever, or or in their real budget that, and uh, well, that's, that's awesome. That is a great idea. And then, you know, the, the other thing is, is that people are, you know, it's not just the locals supporting it anymore because mm-hmm. at fifty dollars, people who are coming up a few times a winter are now right. They need those. Groom- and they, the guy in Grand Grand Rapids needs that grooming report way more than the guy that lives in Traverse City or Boyne, right? They, they can plan what trail out of the four that they'll go to based on the grooming report. So we found that being a, a big draw to the to the grooming badge system too, which pays for our gas and our gas and our you know, sled maintenance, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do have to, with that, with dropping it down to that, we do have to run capital campaigns for equipment, but yeah. you know, um, speaking of equipment, a couple other pieces we have, um, you might be familiar with the, uh, the Tittac narrow gauge groomer. Mm, I don't know that one. No. Yeah. That's, that's actually made in Spooner, Wisconsin. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So Tittac does a lot of, uh, grooming for cross-country ski stuff and a few years ago they came out with this and uh and my typical thing is i can't leave anything alone so it's been like you know stuff's been cut off it stuff's been put on it 
<laughs> it's, it's not the same as it came out of the factory anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Modified. Super modified grooming equipment. And then we have this giant 36-inch D-plow that's not a, not only adjustable by how much weight you put on the front and back. And, and, and that thing is kind of bizarre because you can't use it very often. But there's times when you get this like huge dump of powder and you go around with that thing and you've got this soft base still underneath and it, it'll leave some snow and it just turns it to like practically concrete. Mm, cool. <laughs> it's crazy. Your other drag that you described, the the first drag that you described, the six footer, that I've never seen anything single track width that is that is that long and i can imagine you can really get some serious weight on that um yeah that weighs 200 pounds just mm-hmm. by itself Yikes. and that one has that and the tid tech has scarifiers so they have blades that'll you know later in the season as it starts to get icy um traverse city has a good good uh selection of equipment that'll break up the ice and extend the season out too for folks that don't have studs on their tires which is really nice very cool. Well, I had no idea I was going to interview two evil geniuses like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we're geniuses or, you know, you, you, you monkey around with stuff long enough and you, you hit the jackpot every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't sell yourself short. This, those, the grooming badges and the, with the trail report, that's, that's, that's gold right there. Um, other trail trail organizations need to need to take that up because that I I I would spend fifty dollars for sure to find out when the grooming's good and and where the grooming is good on our local trail. So hell yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that is has really turned out to be valuable. Like, you know, all of our trails are kind of have their own little microclimate too. So it really, it really does kind of pay to look at those reports and and see who really has the best conditions. And, you know, we all get our chance to shine. Yeah. Last year, Cadillac had two feet of snow when there was about six inches in Traverse city and their grooming was just unreal down there. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, they had the best grooming all winter long, which usually they're, they have low snow and they have the last several years. So it was kind of, kind of nice for them and they they have a groomer that that the guy who took over heading that up and he they had this old groomer they just didn't use anymore and he decided that he was going to cut the thing in half narrow it do all this stuff and you know rebuilt the thing and Mm -hmm. now that's become a primary tool there and you know so there's a lot of dedication from these guys you know i mean I've, I've called in, you know, grooming to work on days and spent 11 hours, you know, with, you know, a couple other guys out in the woods clearing trail and getting the trails opened up. So a lot of times we have them open before the Bacchus Key Trail does. And that's they cool. have paid groomers. So that's always our, and I, I, our goal. Our I, goal is to keep, yeah. keep people on the fat bike trails and off the, off the groomed ski trail. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I, and I, I really truly believe that fat biking in the winter would not be as popular, but for for groomed trails, if if sure. it was if it was riding in ungroomed snow, then, uh, there aren't that many people that that 
like to walk their bike, right? <laughs> people are, for some reason, people hate that, but you know. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. No, nobody wants to do, you know, 30 yards of hike a bike, 20 yards of ride. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're from Alaska and then, you know, they, they love the hardest stuff. Some people, the harder you make it, the more they love it. So, um, but they're a different breed. So. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Well, guys, you, uh, you, I wish you lots of lake effect snow and uh, and good, good, like a bluebird twenty degree day with perfect grooming for all of your events. Bring it, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be beautiful with and, low uh, winds. You know, hope, <laughs> I hope, hope you guys get some good snow going over there. And, well, know. I hope, I hope so too. You know, the good thing about about fat biking is. You know, it's not like skiing where you need great snow conditions. Right. Crappy snow yeah. conditions are great snow conditions for fat biking. A little dirt showing through is a okay. So, yeah, and and that you know, I'm a cross country skier too, so it's it's really kind of I look at the day and I'm like, okay, what's it better for? Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so that you know that makes it a lot of fun. Am I gonna am I gonna so, cheat on my skis with my fat bike or am I gonna cheat on my fat bike with my skis? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us on the Danger Gnome today. Uh, we'll have links to the race series and Nimba and uh, these trail centers uh, in the show notes. Maybe even a link so you can get a groomer tag for uh, for the seat of your bike, and then you'll get on the email list, and you can jet up there in the old corporate jet or helicopter and take your laps from yeah, and that's, wherever you're at. Those can be found on nmmba.net. Okay. We, we pronounce cool. it Nimba. <laughs> right on. Well, I I'm glad you put that in there because I would have done the old Google search and come up come up blank the way I spelled it. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Check us out on Instagram Check us at fastbike.com. 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 Fastb